Okay, so episode 31. One. All right. We're in the 30s now. Nice. We still haven't gotten to our age in yeah. episodes, but we're getting there. We'll be there soon enough. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Well, I've got some questions, some thoughts. This actually is one that I've been outlining for, and I've outlined a few episodes, but usually just thoughts. I would say this is probably the most outlined uh, outlining I've done for one. Yeah. But you brought up this topic maybe a month ago, and you talked about how creativity is related to health. Okay. Be it mental health or physical health. I wanted to add both. Okay. Um, so the question being, and I think we probably know the answer is yes, but does creativity aid in mental and physical health? I think the answer is yes. What do you think? Well, I almost think of it reverse. Of course. Also. What do you is mean? If you're in better mental health, Maybe oh. you're in a place where you can be more creative, but maybe not. No, I think that's well. Well, it could, but you do think of some like you think of Van Gogh, who was kind of crazy and he did his masterpieces yeah, when right. he wasn't in the best mental health. You think but, about all the artwork that's come out of history when the from the places that were the most under duress, you know? That's yeah, true. Yeah. So maybe so, but they obviously were trying to deal with mental health issues so they were painting or they were sculpting or they were doing things to try to get better wow okay yeah yeah right? yeah i think that okay I, I think that's what maybe it was going on you just threw this whole thing into a, a tailspin <laughs> right off right out of the gates but that's awesome maybe mental health is not so great for creativity <laughs> but creativity is fantastic for mental health Although I think that it, I think that when you're in a healthy mental state, it allows you to be at least more productive with your whatever creative thoughts you have. Although we we got to acknowledge some of the greatest works of art have come from total chaos and madness. Well, I also think if you are in a p better place, uh, if you're in a good mental health state, you're open to receive things. I think when you're not in a good place in your head you you miss a lot of things because you're either so worried about yourself or you're so sad about something or you're so uh focused on a person or a thing or you know whatever it is that you can't receive things you can't appreciate art or experiences you know yeah so. you i mean this is so true and and i really thought when i outlined this that i kind of was like no i understand how this kind of works through it through my mind or whatever you know but you just threw that into total <laughs> tailspin when you said that because it's so i think it is so true that people van Gogh's a perfect example right but almost like now i'm thinking about it seems like not all of them but a great many of them. Well, I think about Bukowski yeah. and like his writing or what's the one about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think of a lot of those places. You even think of... Um, of Sylvia Plath. Yeah. Or the little girl that was in Amsterdam. Uh, that oh, yeah. Anne Frank. Anne Frank. You know, like you think... She's, she's literally writing her way out of madness is what she's trying to do, right? Right. Yeah. So... Uh, anyways, you asked me the question. Well, no, but so. I think that's really cool that, that 
I, I, it's so weird how you can kind of get tunnel vision on whenever you have these ideas and you think you, it's like a moment of eureka and then someone goes, but I almost think of it in reverse. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's typical for us to think of things in reverse. Yeah. Well, so what, what, are, what were you thinking of though? You definitely had a, a perspective that you were <laughs> set well, on before well, I that, responded. That thought that, that thought that you just brought up was just really, it, it, it's not like I didn't have, I'm not touching around that in the, in the process that I was thinking, but it was sort of in the blind spot. You know, it was in a blind spot. Now that you brought it out, I want to keep it in and roll it into what I'm talking about here. But, um, you know, I, I kind of think, you know, you, you've obviously, we've talked about your meditation, yoga, breathing and all of that, cooking your rocks, <laughs> all yeah. of that kind of stuff. But, you know, not all creativity has to lead to art per se. That was one of the things that I was thinking about. I think of, you know, creativity as the potential to do something and art as the product that comes from that potential. Not everybody always takes it and turns it into a work of art necessarily, although it's debatable what art even is as far as like, it's all, it's all around us, different kinds of forms, right? Um, but I kind of wanted to, to tackle just this whole process of how creative energy can be turned into art so that that creative energy doesn't make you go crazy. I feel like a lot, I think, I think a lot of people, I think almost all of us, I, I dare say all so of us. So you're but, saying creativity can be turned into a product. Well, well, it can be, but, but I think almost all of us have some type of gift, right? And even if we don't know what that, and I don't, when I, when I say gift, somebody's going to probably think, oh, they're good at sports or they're good at painting or they're good at whatever, music. But I really just mean it's like a, to, to have a functioning brain, which we can't, we don't all have that, but most of us have that. To have a func- functioning brain is a gift. But what are you going to do with that? The brain is just a tool, right? It's just a, it's just a, just a thing. It has a lot of potential that you could unlock, but that that part of it is that takes a lot of work and you got to master that. Well, and it's like how you've said before, even, you know, people that are geniuses, but they they can't interact with people. So they yeah. obviously have a brain that yeah. functions, but it almost functions so well that they can't get stop it for a second that and be able to communicate any of that. Yeah. Which, you know, or in some cases can't even turn it into anything. Right, right. Those right. thoughts just live and breathe with them and then die with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so accessing the, that mind within there is, you know, to be able to master that, you get a vision, you get wisdom, you get all of those things that we think of when we think of people who have really sort of mastered their minds, you know? Um, to but- me, um, when creativity manifests differently for me, obviously, than it does for you, right? Like, yeah. So my brain is super analytical, detail-oriented, focused on the future and yeah. planning yeah. and always adding up things, right? Like, And that could be the way somebody acted on a day versus what they say they are. That doesn't add up to me. You it, see their, you spot yeah. their contradiction? Or it could be numbers not adding up right and then that rationalizes things so like well you're a you're a prober you probe yeah so so (laughs) things manifest differently for me but the one thing that i'll say how how you said creative energy 
could result in a product that could be art, right? For me, oftentimes creativity, which is potential to you, right? Often leads to action. Mm. Like for me, it becomes action oriented. So it might be, I decide that I've thought about this situation so much. So for example, today I made, uh, sunshades for our car because we're going to go car camping this summer. Well, we're going car camping Friday. Right. 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 In Lukenbach. So I priced it out through WeatherTech, who if people own cars and have purchased anything related to WeatherTech, it's so dang expensive. So I sat on it for about a week. I had ordered I had ordered custom car shades and I felt so frivolous. And I called him today and I said, hey, I noticed my order hasn't been processed. It's been like 10 days already. And they're like, oh yeah, we, we're we not gonna have that ready for a long time. We can just refund you. And I thought, oh my gosh, so I can just make them. I had been watching YouTube videos on car camping. You've seen oh, yeah, me, you right? tearing through I some found, vlogs. found some good ones. And I realized I, I really felt terrible because people were making their own car camping shades for like $20, $30. And WeatherTech was like $150 plus, right? right? So I went to Home Depot, got the material and made the Well, shades. so that those ideas and thoughts were running through your head and you put boots on the ground pretty quickly. And you, yeah. that's you. That's really you. There are some people, I drag my feet more than you. I wish yeah. I didn't. But you really go, all right, I'm doing this. Boom. Well, but what I noticed with you, even with this podcast, right, you have you have very well thought out notes that you for this one yeah, and for that, some of the others, some yeah. of the others, you know, that you have contemplated before this and and for you, creativity results in thinking. Yeah, that's what I notice is you have to sit on things. You personally, oh. Matthew, okay. have to sit on things. For a good amount of time, even your paintings, you just you just created two more door paintings. We you get old salvaged doors that we find around the neighborhood and save them, which I'm glad that you use some. I broke the garage door with one of them. Yeah, really. But yeah. And uh and you sat on that for a while. You we've had those doors for a long time. Yeah. And then you got inspired by uh surfboard picture that you saw how many months ago was that a while ago so you've obviously been thinking about this for a while but then you got you were compelled to actually do it once you thought about it this weekend yeah i just liked the colors of the surfboard and the lines that were on it and i just yeah i don't know yeah you're right though it did take a long time to turn into that well it's funny you're so you're saying all right so the idea of mastering the mind or being able to control um the output (laughs) bless you Excuse me. But being able to control the output with that, it's it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because once I feel like once you're able to unlock something, whether it's a certain subject or whatever, you get a rush of energy like you get or at least I do. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's almost like I'm going into a big game or something like the adrenaline overcomes me when I think I can understand something. It's just such a rush to be able to feel like I understand something. Um, but the problem with that is now what are you going to do with that energy? And I know idle time and energy for me have 
historically had all kinds of outcomes, you know, not all of them great. So when you're overall overwhelmed and sort of, you can get disoriented with, with that kind of energy, right? The, the, the ability or the potential that you can kind of see can become disorienting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you know, you, you think of any, like a workhorse, you know, a workhorse has to work. You can't really like, you know. Well, I mean, just scientifically, not that I am a scientist, but what you're describing is that your body is actually kind of going into fight or flight syndrome. Like you're revving it up so much mm -hmm. that it doesn't, it constantly is really in one of those situations, yeah. right? Which is technically your adrenal glands just on overload and you don't, because you're not giving your body an outlet to like help Push those adrenal through. glands, yeah, chill out, then you're in this frenetic like mindset or your whole body is just out of whack, right? Well, yeah, I was hearing, you know, I was hearing, actually it was Seinfeld talking about this that kind of, um, he was talking along these same lines and one of, he was, he was the one that kind of had me really piqued my interest with the idea of your mind can become like that workhorse. Actually, I think he, re he related it to like a Mustang, like a wild Mustang. Yeah. If, you, if you understand something and you got all this creative energy, you've got like this wild Mustang, but if you don't learn how to ride that thing, it'll kill you. Yeah. And so that was his analogy. You know, I thought it was a great one, but, um, uh, it, you know, at some point, we all have that, right? If, if we're lucky, and I think most of us are lucky enough to have that. We can all pretty much get that far at different points in life. But what do you do with that? And how do you prevent that from becoming a, a problem, especially a mental problem? Because it, it is a mental thing, right? Literally, that's all happening in your mind. So what do you do with that? Energy? Well, and so I think about like a circle or like a cycle, right? And everything yeah. is connected. And so you have physical energy, you have mental energy, and then you have creative energy too, Yeah, right? Yeah, we'll call it so that. So physical and mental are so back and forth to me. It just seems like every time that I can take care of myself physically, and that could be the way I'm eating, the way I'm drinking, how I'm exercising, if I'm meditating, if I'm doing yoga, if I go for a walk, if I'm gardening, you know, all of those things contribute to my physical being, but they also directly connect to my mental being. Yeah. And so those two just go back and forth. They like go hand in hand, hand well, in hand. Do, do you ever, do you ever notice that Regular exercise, and I think this, I mean, this is not a new thought or anything, but I actually ha do notice it, especially at 40 years old, the more I exercise, the more energy I have to be able to sit and do those creative things because, but if I sit on the couch yeah, and I spend my time just sort of laying around, relaxing constantly, not to say you don't <laughs> rest, you need to rest, but to but constantly take, you know, to, then I, I don't have, then I, the, the less I use the energy, the less energy I have. Yes. Agreed. And so it, it it's a t tricky balance, especially as you get to start into the aging process. <laughs> but, um, and also just, um, you know, you change up the way that you tend to yourself physically. I've noticed 
from if I think to when I was a teenager in my teens to my 20s to my 30s to now, right? So teenager, you're just always moving. It's just a, a life. It's not even that hard. Yeah. No, everything you do is movement. It yeah. seems like, right? You're Yeah, you run just because you whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. From when you're little, <laughs> from when you're a kid to like a teenager. Yeah. Then in your 20s, I feel like it's always just about being in such good shape. Like yeah. perfect shape. Yeah, you do everything to be in like perfect shape. Right. You right. eat That's really just for well. The looks. You know, yeah. want to get to the beach. And then your body <laughs> responds really well to it. So mm-hmm. you kind of just do it. Probably for vanity, right? It is. I mean, a lot of it is. The majority of it is for vanity because you haven't, at that point, most people haven't been uh, like troubled with health problems. Well, or or any other like life problems. Like, yes. what, what real life problems do that many college kids yeah, have? Yeah, you, you know? don't. You don't, right? And then some of your, them do, but in your 30s, yeah. you start to realize crap, my metabolism isn't, my metabolism isn't what it used to be. And now I'm dealing with real shit. And I'm feeling crappy. Like, yeah, I'm starting like, you know, this is real life now. I'm not a kid anymore. And so now I got to do something. And it seems like when you get into your 40s, you realize it doesn't have to be this like always this crazy. Like for us, sure, we realize once a week we need to do a really hard workout. Yeah. Like at least once a week, yeah, a really hard workout. Week, right. But Workouts probably should be more than that, but but also workouts for me sometimes I just have to do it for mental health. Yeah, like if I don't, I'm gonna feel like what you just described. I'm gonna feel lethargic. I'm gonna feel unmotivated. I'm gonna feel depressed. If I'm already starting to feel sad or overwhelmed by things, it's easy to get depressed. Yeah, you know. So um, I just I think know yourself and know how you best deal with tending to your physical. Yeah. It's almost like you have to tend to your physical to be able to tend to your mental. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess those those work hand in hand and could work both ways, right? But the question here being, you know, or, or one of the what it originally started with was your question is, you know, how can you kind of use your creativity to keep your mental health and your physical health? You know, you think about some of the people that I don't know. Paul Newman always comes to to mind for me because he was such one of my favorites or maybe my favorite actor ever. And and watching um, watching him grow older was weird because it was like one of those things that he still was so with it and so sharp in his 80s. And he didn't live to be super old, but right up until the end, he was clicking and moving and he and he swore by the idea of never stopping he just never stopped he even he was sick i think he had cancer for a number of years even before he died but it was like he just kept going and so because he kept doing that he stayed sharp but you know one of the questions that that kind of comes to mind i think in order to when you have that creative energy to do something if it's not some specific idea that's pumping out of you that you need to get done like in your case today you 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 had some energy that you were like I want to make these shades so you knew specifically a product that you wanted to create mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but if you don't have that in mind and you just got this lingering energy and it's just like you know it's almost like a restless feeling um I think you can kind of ask yourself at least for for 
it, it works this way for me with with artwork and stuff or movies or whatever is you can kind of ask yourself what irritates me or what am I ultra sensitive to um, and then whatever the answer to those types of questions are can lead to some new thing that you can put yourself on a path to start working toward. Um, you know, like for me, I, I, I see people who, with really low resilience. It pisses me off. I think about that. I'm like, oh, I got to write a character like that, you know, or um, they don't have the ability to adapt to a scenario. It's just like, oh, I'm going to work that into this character that I'm working on, you know, um, I think stuff the, like that. Well, okay. So to flip the switch a little, I know we've been talking about physical, mm-hmm. but there is another thing that I think mentally that you could do to nurture like to shift your mindset, like just kind of flip it. If your natural instinct is to go negative or be, yeah. you know, I like I have a gratitude journal. Oh, yeah. You're and right. I have I have I, what I like about this particular gratitude journal is you just write four things you're grateful for each day. It's easy. Like it's not you, have to, you don't have to write a whole journal entry. You could just write one word for each for each thing or typically if I take the time to write one word, one thing I'm grateful for, I want to write a little bit of why I'm grateful for Is my name in that journal? Yes, it is. Good. Sometimes it's not, but (laughs) yes, it is. And so um, I think that is also another way to reset your mind to to start thinking about things in a more healthy way. Yeah. Right? And and I, I guess I totally that's such a one dimension. I just said, you know, like that's a one dimension version of it is like you can ask what irritates you, but you're right. You can totally flip it and and go the po- positive route. Yeah. Um, sometimes yeah. I think of it, though, when you're being creative with things, it's like if you think of the negative thing, the problem as the problem, then the creativity or the product that you create could be the answer. And I guess that's why I went that route. You know, if I'm thinking about making a movie or whatever, I'm thinking about things that, that again, bother well, me. Well, and, and I guess but typically, a different angle. In, yeah. yeah, typically in, in filmmaking, there's always a problem. Yeah. You know, there's some yeah. kind of problem that the main character has to deal with, yeah. but like, Sometimes for me, what if you're just thinking about the ideal? Well, what if you? What yeah. if you're just thinking about the perfect scenario and how yeah. can you help that to come true? Yeah, you know, I think about all of like our summer road trips. Tri- you're willing your mind into the place you want to be. And- well, not even willing. Well, yeah, willing your mind, but okay, like summer road trip planning. Last summer we went on that three week road trip, and all we kept saying was, "How could we do this so we could go a little bit longer?" Yeah, and so for this summer, I'm like. We can do it. And what is it? What would be the ideal? How long could we go? And so it was, let's go for the whole month of June. Okay, well, then what is it that I need to do to make that happen? Yeah. How do I have to figure this out so it fits in our budget? Right. So it fits you in weren't our... thinking negatively, but you did have a problem to solve. You, the, I had, pro- the problem was, yeah. I want to go for a month. How can I do that? Yeah. Because it's not the easiest thing to do. Just right. go, oh, snap your fingers and go for a month. You right. Know, you're going to have to be creative in figuring that trip out. Yes. So, yes. you know, and I think too, when you have, when people are run into this, this kind of, again, back to the creative energy, once you have that kind of pumping in your veins, if you have, unfortunately, for, for some cases or many cases, if you have things that are weighing on your mind heavily, it's just as easy to grab a drink or 10. Yeah. 
or eat a ice cream bar. Yeah. It's just <laughs> as easy to do that. And you might even feel a little bit better for, for an hour or two, uh, just off of that. But it, it's, it's, it doesn't pay off like compounding interest. It's, it's something that actually it hurts you the next day or whatever, and especially yeah. if you get into a cycle, it works in reverse. But, um, you know, and I think with stuff like that, it's always a struggle to, to want to have that immediate gratification, and use that energy to get you something that makes you feel good right now or to to be able to delay that gratification and say, you know, I'm going to try to work on something and I'm going to think about it and I'm going to try to push it, take steps, even if I'm just taking little steps each day. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you think about it, but it's true. Like every day, it seems like a thought will cross my mind. And I'm sure this is true for just about everybody. You, you have this thought cross your mind that you're on the verge of making that one change that would probably make your whole life entirely different, entirely different, you know, but it's just hard sometimes to, to actually take the step, you know, or to know that the step isn't going to immediately get you there. It's just going to start you on the path to getting there kind of thing. But I don't know. Um, I, I think this, what you said about stressing the body out and stressing um, your muscles physically, um, can really p- leave you in that place where your mind can sort of relax and sort of, you know, everything. Well, it's to- a way of moving energy. I mean, like, I-, I think we were talking about this earlier. Part of the reason why yoga to me feels, puts me in such a better mental state is because the whole you're point doing of both actually, right? Cause you're, it's physically hard, but it's also this breathing and meditation, yeah, and I mean the whole goal of it is to move s- move stagnant energy out and regenerate and put new. So that's like why they always talk about mulabunda. Like like <laughs> in your- the center oh. of your of your being is this like ball of energy. Yeah. And what you're trying to do is nurture that so that it's in the best state of energy that's okay exists okay. Yeah. in you and maybe t- for today you've had a rough day at work or you had a bad encounter with your friend or or whatever it is so right r- rather than grab that whiskey drink go and yeah yeah like get that out it's it's also on the flip end when you think about how people who get really drunk how they say oh he's an angry drunk or she's an angry junk well they probably already had that energy it just it just um it or it um it amplified amplified it, it right, yeah right. or or if they're a happy drunk they're already a happy person and now they're just I, even yeah, happier i, I you couldn't know? agree more with that well you brought up two okay so we've got on the list of things that you can do with this energy you can stress it you can stress your body physically mm-hmm. You can meditate. Mm-hmm. And you also said, write, write things down. You said your gratitude journal, that, yeah. that writing, because, and I, I think of that too is something um, I I constantly have to write. I have like, it, it used to be stacks of paper, but now it's more like in a, in a drive, but it's just these ideas upon ideas. And some of them I've never done anything with. And I'm just like mow through it. Look, Hey, is there something there? Is there anything there? Is there anything there? No, you know, whatever. And so those ideas, a lot of them, most of them probably just sit there. But even if you're not going to do anything with it, the writing of it and getting it out is like, I think that's a thing, you know? Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. So 
the other day I felt like I was kind of on a roll with ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I saw you were texting them all to me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was almost like the perfect trio of everything. So I was walking. Mm-hmm. Bodie, when we went on like a it's nice weather, it was beautiful weather. So it was like a four and a half mile. We did a four and a half mile walk. I was listening to a podcast, uh, Song Exploder. That is a really cool podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as I was listening to it, it was making me think of other ideas that we could, other topics we could talk oh, about were, here. Yeah. So just like what you said, as I was walking, I didn't want to lose those ideas. So I typed them and tech or I texted you all of the different ideas. So you probably were laughing because they were coming in like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in. like, oh, gosh, so she's she's got a motor going. Right. So what do we we haven't done a podcast on it yet, but you were in a flow state there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I had so many ideas. So I guess that was an example of writing to help. You know promoter yeah, yeah enhance your creativity well, and i used to think you know i used to think well i'm not going to sit down and write it until i know what i want to do with it you know what i mean and and i don't agree with that way of thinking anymore i think at one point i read this quote i wrote it down but i read it and it made perfect sense to me at the time and it actually came to me at a time in my life where i was i really needed that to say all right no you should be writing whether you're going to use it or not and i started a journal kept up with it for years and now that journal's kind of transitioned into things like this. But um, the, the saying is, it's better to write for yourself and have no public than to write for the public and have no self. And um, and I think, you know, everybody's got something to say, whether they want to take it and turn it into some, you know, masterpiece or what have you, makes no difference. Um, even if you're going to do nothing with it, it's better to have it on the page. And, yes. and, and even if you're going to look at, look, I mean, think about the people that have a journal to look back on it, you know, from 60 to 20, you know? Yeah. Realizing their thoughts is probably an entirely different person. And what a trip that is to look back on your thoughts from so many years ago. Or if your thoughts don't change at all. Or that, you know? then you know, you, you then you know you, what your constitution is. Yeah. You, know? you go back and you read it and you go, yeah, yeah. I, I still think that, you know? Well, um, I have my top three. Okay. Well, um, do you? I I think I could probably muster up a top three. Okay. But I, you know, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Fire away. Um. Okay. So, creativity and mental health—that was the whole topic yeah. of today, right? Yeah. And, and so- how those work together, I guess, especially since you brought that up at the beginning, uh, creativity can certainly, I think, lead to mental health. But does mental health lead to creativity or in some cases? Yeah. yeah. In some cases, you don't have to have it, I guess, you know, but you go ahead. So my first one that I wrote down was that um, when you're thinking about creativity in your words as potential, right? Yeah. Uh, Just to recognize that creativity manifests differently for everyone. So for some, it's through action, like me, typically, if I'm thinking about something, I'm going to do something. Yeah. And and not necessarily create a product. And like if you saying. start doing it, you're going to finish it. You're one of those people. Yeah. So if you start doing it, then you don't know where it's going to go because whatever it's going to go, it's going to get finished. It's going to get finished, whether it's right or wrong yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. Um, in your case, it, it could lead to thought more yeah. like more it, creativity will just continue right yeah. you're thinking about it it could also lead to questions 
right? That you want to explore or that you're, that you hadn't thought of before. And then in the end, what you were saying is that creativity could manifest into art. Yeah. So some kind of product. Yeah. Right. So that was my first one. My second one was you have to tend to your physical body to tend to your mental health or to your mental self and vice versa. Yeah. Like then when you're in a good mental state, you can probably be motivated to do something physically. Okay. Yeah. And then the third one was about writing what you just talked about, how it's really important to write, to, to continue to be motivated, to be creative and also to help with your mental health, like as a way to deal with it. And so what I wrote was write it, leave it, come back to it and then decide what that means and how you really feel or if that if what you wrote was just fleeting. Oh man, that's such a great point. That is huge. That happens to me all the time. I'll be so excited about some idea and then if I can leave it for sometimes I can leave it for 7 minutes and then come back and be like, "Nah, that's I'm not going to do anything with that. Right. I'm glad it's out." But but usually in the you know, if it's something that sticks with me for days or weeks or years, I got to do it, you know, but you're right. That's so true. There's so many fleeting ones that energize you really fast and then they burn out. They burn out. Well, and I'll say in this instance, um, which is a peek into like our early marriage life was we figured out because we're such passionate people that the best way for us to overcome disagreements was to write things yeah. like we finally had to start writing each other emails. Yeah. Just so we could just, let the other person talk. Yeah. So <laughs> we could get it out. And it was good in this case, if I read what I just wrote again was write it, leave it, come back to it and decide what that means and how you really feel about it. Yeah. So then we were able to read something. And also it forced us to reread what we were saying to the other person. It also forced us to read how the other person responded and then decide if they were full of shit or, yeah. they were, you know, if yeah. that was just a heat of the moment thing or what. And yeah. a lot of times as we got better with it, you'd edit yourself. Like, Yo. I would say I would edit myself. I'd write it. I wouldn't send off. it right away. Yes, exactly. So and, and there would be time that I've written you plenty of emails that you never received because <laughs> I went back and read them and said, no, nah, I don't need to. Send yeah, that. that's <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Well, and that in turn helps deal with your mental health. Yeah. Which which was the point of why yeah. I even brought that into it. So okay, those, those are, are my top three. Okay. Well, I want to extend on those because I had those in mind as well. But, you know, when you're talking about all of this, like I said, at the beginning, we started with this idea that creative energy, if you don't know what to do with it, it'll kill you. And maybe it doesn't literally kill you, but it burns you out slowly from the inside out. Right. But um, drains your energy, drains your energy, your mullabundance. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and that essentially, you know, if it doesn't kill you stone dead immediately, it's it's going to make you miserable. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, the way the things you just said and just to add on to the writing piece, you know, um, I, I think it is such a huge thing to be able to write those down. And I always break it down into two categories when I write. I'm like, all right, it's a list. Today's a list. And if I'm listing, I'm usually usually listing like big ideas, big yeah. concepts. If I'm writing detailed stuff, then it's like writing out the nuance, the small ideas. But all of that, I think it, it, it's such an important thing to, to remember. All right, 
I'm not going to tell anybody what I've, what I've written here. I'm excited and I want to, but if I still want to do it tomorrow or the next day or whatever, that's okay. And it's hard. That's the hardest rule to follow. I always, I break it off. And, um, but once you've got that energy out and, and I'm, again, I'm speaking from the creativity side of it. If you're trying to make something, some piece of art, um, or some product, you have, you're going to constantly have to re-energize because that can, that product, or as long as it takes to make something that's worth making, you're, you're not going to be able to just go and, you know, so I've, I've heard so many people ask me, Hey, couldn't we just like hole up for a night or a weekend and just write a whole script? And it's like, you think you could, but you can't. Yeah. It's not, Too tired. that's not going to happen. And you're going to have to. And eventually you're probably going to go open up a bottle of wine or yeah, beer. Or, which is great. You know? But th- that's that's your body telling you, you got to re-energize, take a break, shut that well, off. Yeah. And that goes back to that episode on know when to walk away. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and then of course, if the writing the next day or the next week is worth it, edit it, edit it, start to shape it, start to form it. Um, and then practice just taking those ideas and and starting to walk them through some process and make something, create something. And, and honestly, I think that's where the mental health part comes in. When you create something and you look back at it, you feel good. You feel better. You feel like you've just, you know, tackled the effing beast, you know. And oh, when got you, have a, you have evidence of thought. Yeah. And, and it's and it's there. It's there forever. Like you can get, that's, you know, like you said, you look back at a journal, even 30 years from now, that's going to be great. But imagine you look at a painting or, you know, things that, that it's just something that, that is there for you to be able to go, all right, this can give me energy at different points. And um, I don't know, I think it's, I, I, I probably didn't number these off, but I think I've done two. My last one would be to just kind of remember that creativity and art aren't the same things, that, that creativity is... Again, the potential, art's the product. You don't always have, creativity doesn't always have to lead to some big product. You can be creative in a lot of different ways. And just, you know, your example of, all right, I want to go on a month long trip. Well, you're going to have to be creative and figure that out. The product will be the trip if we end up doing it. But just what you've been doing for the past several nights, sitting and looking and watching and thinking and considering, and that is, I think, the, the, the creativity piece at work, you know? Yeah. And, and we were saying again, and when I go back to the whole creativity manifests differently. So for me, you know, the evidence or the, the product that I have to show is like what you said that we go on this, we have these experiences as a result of my thought and my planning. Yeah. But uh, you're the other end of it. So we actually get products. Well, if I make a video right. out of it, we didn't, you know, I didn't just snap my fingers and get to that place. You got us there. Right. And I documented it in some way or whatever, you know, created something from that. Yeah. Know? And that goes back to the episodes that we did on the producer's per- perspective, yeah. because I have to think about setting you up as your creative partner, I have to think about setting you up so that you're in a place where you can be creative and be compelled to like 
get video or fly your drone or do inspired or yeah, whatever, whatever it is. And, and that goes down to a lot of logistics. Yeah. You and know? You, and so. if you're the producer, you got to know the person you're producing for yeah. and you know, immediately, Oh, this place, he's going to love that. He'll, he's going to, and I'll, and that's why I'm always inclined to just hop in a car with you and go anywhere, whether I know the full details or don't know the full details. I don't really need to know where we're going. I, I trust that, that you've landed, you know, landed me in a lot of cool spots. So, all right. All right. Well, well. that is creativity and mental health. Hopefully uh, everybody's doing well and we will catch you on the next one. Which will be episode 32. Yeah. All right. Adios. Adios. Thank you.